Welcome to Ride Hard, Love Harder, a podcast for biker couples, non-biker couples, singles, and travelers. In this podcast, we'll take our listeners on a journey through our travels across the United States on our motorcycles and a journey through our marriage. We'll laugh a lot. We'll share a lot of great stories as we are encouraging and inspiring you and yours to celebrate life and have fun as you ride hard love, love harder. harder well welcome to the show uh we're here we're together something on your headset there i see you grabbing i'm good okay so we're here this is ride hard love harder this is your boy eric i got deborah with us and tonight uh we, we're actually still in our series of christian marriage too Thank you, dear, because I, I couldn't see that. I did forget. <laughs> That's teamwork. So, yeah, we're in our series of Christian marriage, too. And let's not forget, these are just our opinions and what works kind of for us. Sometimes it does and sometimes it don't. So you may be saying, oh, man, that won't work for us. But that's just like reading a book. When you read a book, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. So I guess to kick it off, I get, who's going to go first with first number? Well, we're just going to define what our marriage is to us. And and this could be a conversation that you have with your spouse, defining your marriage of what that looks like to you because everybody's so different. Oh, I thought you were going to go into the, the, the definition of You want me to go? Or you going to go? You want me to go? See what you need to say. You want me to go? Well, I guess it works different. It's, I guess it's like for me, it's probably a mood thing or a daily-to-day thing. I don't think it's always the same. Uh, of course, you would always say, you know, you definitely want to be respected. You want to feel valued. Uh, you want to laugh. Uh, you want to have memories, as they call it, the Kodak moment, photo memories. And I don't mean like by a camera, but I mean by memories that you can sit, sit around and talk about. You want to go on a journey together. Even though we individual as far as our character and personality, we want to blend that in into just one or equal to the same. And as, as Eric said, he wanted to be respected. Well, women want to be loved. And that's, that's just the basic in general. You know, men want to be respected. Women want to be loved. And, and that's true. That's what I'm getting at. So I think that's some of my definition. But then some days, if you, like if you ask me that, you know, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, uh, my definition might be just leave me alone. But that's understanding and learning each other. Right, right. So you know, and, and having that respect when you do learn each other and not getting aggravated when somebody's personality is a little bit different than yours and uh, they feel that maybe you need something when you really don't. That's having the conversation. Right, and I think. I guess the meat and core of it is to let every day be a different day. Because we don't want to get stagnant. Right, right. Let every day be a different day. Uh, and I know that that sounds generic, but when you really think about that, it's hard to do. It's very hard in your day-to-day -day journey when you're working home and in between. And right. what did you do today? And, and you have the same conversations all the time. Find something else to bring up a topic or right. to have a conversation about or actually be interested in what your spouse is saying. And I think that's where when, you, when you're defining your marriage, the, uh, a definition for enjoyment 
is what we are and what this show is about uh with 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 us being a biker couple having hobbies but more than anything don't get comfortable in your hobbies you know allow different things to define who you are even if it's something different or something you hadn't done before or something you got to think outside the box but I think that goes to respecting and valuing each other with just coming up with ways to not let the day be the same as yesterday. I don't know if I'm saying that right or it, not. You're, you're doing a great job. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, you know, what does a good marriage look like? For, for us, it's not thinking about just ourselves. It's about thinking about us before we do things. Uh, instead of me or we... I, excuse me, instead of me, think of we or us together. And what does that look like in your marriage? And how can you be respectful of the other person's feelings in something? Or if you have a plan to do something, are you saying, yes, I'm going to just go do it before you, you know, have the conversation with the spouse to make sure that the time is free and things of that nature? Yeah, it, it, and, and I, I don't, I don't want to say this this way. I don't want to say I'm thinking like a man because I'm really not. But it's going to sound like that. But let's, let's use an example of when you say thinking about us. And this is just me, Eric. This is how an example of how I think about us. Uh, what was it, Friday or Saturday night? Remember, we went out to eat. I don't even call it date night because we go out all the time. We empty nesters, so we beyond date night. And we was looking at TV. And as we was looking at the TV, I saw them talking about this whole game stop thing. So, in generally, I brought it up in our conversation. Okay, and then bring it up in our conversation. You know, we were talking about stocks and all that. And I mentioned to you, well, I buy stocks. We got stocks. And you was like, well, don't you think that's something I should know? This is where, and I think most men, but this is where I kicked in. And most women won't understand this, so here how I'm saying it when it comes to us. I say it to you, well, no, I don't really think I need to discuss it with you, not saying that in a chauvinist way, but what I'm saying is you need to trust and believe that when I make decisions, I make them for us. And my only thing was that is that I didn't know anything about it. Right. It wasn't that I didn't trust or believe in you. I right. didn't even know. No, so I, how yeah. can I trust and believe if I don't even know about the situation? And I get that. But that's why I was saying if you, you have to not only use, I think most women, if you got an okay or a decent man that's trying, continue to let him try because in generally, my thought behind what I was doing was to benefit us. It's for when we turn you know, 65 or 67 or 62 or whatever we retire at, we'll have something. Now, you may look and say, well, I didn't know we had that. And I'm going to say, don't that make me a great husband? You are a great husband. I mean, but that's what I'm just But I at. didn't get upset about no, it. No, no, I'm not saying No, 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 no. We wasn't upset. I'm, I'm just using the that us is, uh-huh. in sometime how and i didn't want to say thinking about us you just didn't include me in the conversation right and then i was saying that's how sometime and i don't, I don't want to really say me and thing but a lot of times a lot of men do think like that that when they make decisions when they do things they really doing things for the family as a whole 
It's not that they're trying to leave the wife out or trying to do that. They just hoping and praying that she just believe whatever decision they make, even if she don't know the decision, is always to benefit the household. And I entrust that you're doing that. Right, right. So I mean, I, I just want to retire early. Thank you, honey. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all do. You know, and I'm doing the best I can with what I can do. You know, with research. But I was just I brought that up because we was talking about. Uh, two people thinking of us and I was using that as an example because it just mm -hmm. it was a real example because mm -hmm. it, 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 just it, just, it just happened a week yeah. ago in a conversation and I said so you know and some other women may be going through that thinking you know and it's like an example you have said well when I see some of the money going I said well don't worry about it because I think I'm doing the right thing with the money because I don't know them, you know and besides buying Harley stuff I don't spend money anyway I wear the same pair of work shoes till they fall apart you know so that's where we have to, and, and sometimes it can be the woman making those decisions. So therefore the man have to believe and trust that she's making the proper decision for the us, which means the household. Because you, you can have kids at the home. So it can be, you know, uh, having a college fund for the kids or whatever. You just have to believe that that's the benefit. And you want to believe that. Now if one or the other continually does something and it's failing then there's need for a conversation in this because if it's affecting the household in a negative way then then there needs to be some form of conversation without somebody saying oh you're always wrong or you're always you know you're always wrong and and never taking the blame for it I agree. so it's you know admitting when you have wrongs in the marriage is a, another point that we wanted to talk about today i agree yeah, and I think that's a, I think that's a hard one sometimes for everybody because in generally, it's just like being in school. If you raise your hand to answer the question, you already think your answer is right. And if the teacher says, well, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of, but you're kind of not right, we get to think, no, nah, it was right. That's just the way I answer. So I think when we, when it comes to admitting uh, you're wrong, that takes a strong person at the moment. You don't have to be strong all the time, but at the moment because you're talking about something that just happened. And you got to be able to say either nothing or you're right or I'm wrong. Or understanding your partner and your spouse in this one and understanding how when there is a disagreement or wrong or right, it really doesn't matter who is wrong or right. Right. If it's not affecting something majorly. Uh it, and it really doesn't even matter if it's wrong or right at that point. It's just that it doesn't happen again. So because everybody's going to make mistakes in, within their marriage and things of that nature. So understanding your spouse to have the conversation with your spouse. So if you have the trust in your spouse, then you can have the conversations. And they're not, every conversation is an easy conversation, but it should be able to, you should be able to have the conversation. And I think it worked both ways because just as hard as it is to receive that you're wrong and you made a mistake, you got to always think it's just as hard on that other person to come to you and say that I think you made a mistake and you, you was wrong. Because I don't want to hurt your feelings, but there is a problem. Then I can, th you know, I would hope vice versa, you don't want to hurt my feelings, but there is a problem. So I think it worked both ways when that time comes, it's going to be difficult 
whosoever's on whichever side that has to do it. And also how you come at the person. I tend to be pretty aggressive when I come, you know, when there's an issue, and Pastor E tends to be more thoughtful in how he comes at me when there's an issue. So, but also learning each other so that you don't take it the wrong way because of their personalities. Right, well. right. And I think that's, that's, that's key. And I do, I think, I think more people need to admit when they're wrong. I think that's the problem uh, with a lot of, let's say marriages, but even relationships. People just don't want to say, I'm wrong. Sometimes you got, sometimes you got to say it just to yourself. Cause I can, you know, I get it. It might be difficult to say it out loud, but a lot of times, you know, you kind of know, <laughs> you got to know you was wrong. You know, it's like. I ain't going to say nothing to her because I ain't going to let her know I was wrong. But I was wrong. But you got to still say that to yourself to get by it or to move, uh, you know, forward. But that's just Yeah, not having to win every argument. Right. It, it's, it, at some point, it really doesn't matter. Right. And let's just move forward and, and grow in this and learn from it and not go backwards with it. Well, when you say it that way, I think we was talking about a particular situation uh, that happened, and and I was saying today, it works both ways because sometimes a, a man might say, "Well, hey, I get where you at, I get how you feeling, but let's let's cut this off, let's let's make this short because it's finna escalate." Well, a woman, like you say, where the woman's gonna turn around and want to continue to talk we about. We want to have a conversation. You want to have a conversation. So at that particular point, the man is probably saying, ain't nobody going to win, but we're going to argue. Or sometimes it can be the woman saying, ain't nobody going to win, but we're going to argue. So I don't know that it's so much argue. It's just to get your point out so you can get it across so that you can get over it. When you have to wait to get over it, then it's more stressful in different personalities. And I agree. And sometimes you might not have to wait about 15 minutes. Sometimes you just need to, you know, get your glass of water, go to the bathroom, come back and say, you cool now? All right, let's finish talking about it. <laughs> you know, sometimes, <laughs> I mean, sometimes that 15 minutes mean a lot from escalating it further than to diffuse it and then continue to talk about it in a calm area. Because let's say if you got someone who's, when you're in an argument, you got that strong per that what they call it a personality person who just oh. wants who just wants to win at everything. Mm. You know I what I mean? Who that is. You know, <laughs> you know. And then you got that that C D personality of the person who like I play a game and I ain't got to keep the score. Why play the game? You know, <laughs> and that's so so <laughs> so that can be. And, and, and that's something you got to know about each yeah. other. I think that yeah. goes back I am, to. I am. A, I used to be much more competitive than what I am now. Now I learn to have fun with it, yeah. but I really do want to win. Right, and I think that goes back to what we open up with is 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 thinking of us. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the key of of thinking of us. Uh, I read that there. And. Just investing in each other, uh, you know, in in your marriage, and especially when you don't recognize, and this is great when you don't even recognize that you're doing it when you're investing in each other's time in the marriage and, and process it's become on a regular thing that you just normally do now. So then where do you go from there? You want to grow the marriage. 
and how do you how do you grow the marriage in in your time investing in each other we ride motorcycles uh and this year we're going to go camping on our bikes that that's going to be a first we're going to take a tent and try and sleep <laughs> in our old age bodies in a tent in a sleeping bag so we'll have fun with it though uh just being more creative in in doing things that are different and i think that uh willingness to do that as well uh and just being willing to do different things and not stay stagnant within the marriage well uh, it's like you just said i couldn't read that at first it's actually too far away but it's like you just said investing in each other and then investing in the marriage it's kind of like this here just because you go outside and plant some grass seeds don't mean the grass gonna grow it just means you planted the grass seeds so you've made you've done that first a effort now you got to do a b effort a c effort a d effort so when you investing in your marriage it's kind of like with with, with what we were talking about last week with me buying the stock yeah you might buy the stock but you got to follow the stock keep up with the stock or whatever so your marriage has to be that same way of investing into it you got to realize just because you, once you say i do you still got to pour something into it like pouring water into the glass to get it full if you if you deeply rooted in investing in your marriage you still got to pour something into it you know that looks different for everybody everybody's character and personality is different but you got to continually pour uh and hopefully we'll get to that on, on a decision that i had to make when we get down here but you have to pour something i'm trying to say that and i don't know if i'm saying it right so uh to make that invest you can't just oh, okay we'll be all right no you also have to help your spouse uh and and even if you're disagreeing with what they're doing sometimes if you're pouring into the marriage and you're trying it rather than just disagreeing with it because you're not certain of it it's going to make the marriage stronger mm -hmm. uh you don't always have to agree to everything but that doesn't mean you have to void it null, null and void somebody's idea because it's not your idea and because it's not your way so growing that's just growing part of the marriage if you like uh, Eric said if you're gonna plant the seed in the yard you're gonna have to water it. you're gonna have to fertilize it you're gonna have to do things so maybe the idea isn't your idea and it's not something you see working but if you work on it together then you're just twice as strong mm -hmm. And then another thing about investing in your marriage or investing in each other, even though you investing in something, you might have to understand you're not going to get your way all the time. <laughs> your investment might be a great idea for the other spouse, and yeah, they might take it and run with it, and you got to say, well, at least I planted the grass seed, so now they out there watering it. You know what I mean? So you have to understand just because you start the investment, that doesn't mean that you may end up running with it and then you got to be okay with that or you have to be able to notice that y'all still going in the same direction just going differently mm -hmm. you know so I know that's the way I think and in this last year we've we've had struggles in this last year with COVID being and I was out of work for a while uh, Eric was not out of work at any time but he's changed his work up and because of COVID it's changed his job uh, and he's trying to do better for the household in that 
but it's changed moods in the house. It's changed. Also, we're together a lot anyways, but we're together more in general now than we have been in our marriage. So our, our struggles with COVID are real just like everybody else's. But what does that look like for you and how are you going to get through it to strengthen your marriage? Yeah, I, I think that's a good point because you never know when the struggles is going to happen. Like we like everybody else in America. We didn't know COVID was going to happen. When it happened, you was out of work. And I think what we talked about earlier today, we talked about a couple of times where I'm now actually going in third shift. I mean, I'm like physically getting up at 9, 10 o'clock, leaving the house at 11, 12 o'clock. I mean, I'm not a young whippersnapper. I've never done this before. My body is totally chemically off balance. And, you know, I, I, where I used to get up at 4, 5 o'clock in the morning, I can be jumping off the roof, get out of bed, cracking jokes. Well, now I'm just miserable. <laughs> you know, I don't have no energy. I don't have no life. And then I'm, I'm even more miserable by the time I get home you know, because I've done been out all night, done had to pull over. You know, I got a sleeper truck. I had to pull over, take an hour nap, a two-hour nap. So it's like I'm just constantly always grouchy. Then when I'm home, I don't know when my body, I know when to sleep, but my body like, no, we ain't finna go to sleep. And yeah, you finna go to sleep when I don't, you know. So it's just like, you know, it's just this new thing that doesn't happen. And it's probably more of a struggle for me. <laughs> than it is for you because I'm having to deal. <laughs> you know, I'm like the well, one. Well, I'm, I'm trying to not disturb him when I get home from work. Uh, and I, d I normally call him on my way home from work, but I don't call him in case he's sleeping. Uh, so it's just a different way. And then I don't go to bed till he comes out of the bedroom. It's just different. And, and t I do notice that he's grouchy, you know, when he's normally smiling. So... I know his body's messed up, and I know this is hard on him, but he's doing it for the household, and I do appreciate that. Yeah, and that was the key. I made a decision based off an opportunity to bring in more money because, like you say, you was out of work during COVID. I was still working. I mean, at the, you know, because of your job, you could be out of work again. You right. know, So I was like, okay, if nothing else, we can build up the savings account. We can build up the checking account. And even though we didn't struggle the last time because I kept working, you know, making good decisions, we really probably won't struggle this time, but we probably will because you don't, don't know, know day to day what's going to happen. Uh, it's just that life, and that's the thing about when we was talking about two people thinking about us, life happens. And when life happens, somebody might have to make a very uncomfortable, I mean, I know it's uncomfortable for you, for me not to be here, but it's more uncomfortable for me <laughs> to be doing what I'm doing. So I think we both is, is, is uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but we looking at uh, the fact that this is our household, this is our life, this is our marriage. So it goes back to some, you know, some of the stuff we was talking about earlier. It's just a decision that was made during a difficult time of everybody for the household. Right, but having that extra cushion in case something does happen is ease on my mind, and I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, like your car's in the shop now, mm -hmm. and we got a sticker price the other day, and I was like, all right, just go and fix it. <laughs> you, you, right. know, you know, it was, we able to say that, you know. 
uh, just because of the benefits. And and that is that is, I don't say it's difficult, but it's it's tough at times. But our, the struggles, the struggle, and that's all it is in, in this household. It's just different. Right. So, but it's going towards something better. So that's how you have to look at struggles. When the Lord puts you through something, it's just to make you stronger for the, the next venture that he's going to put you on. And, and that venture can be glory. glory. Right. So, right. And we're looking at 13 years of marriage this month. Right. Right, dear. Happy anniversary, baby. It's tattooed on my chest. I know. When <laughs> <laughs> you know, I made sure I didn't forget it. So I know. <laughs> I might get the years wrong, but I know what the date is. Every time I look in the mirror, I see it. <laughs> you know, so um, it, it works for me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the date. <laughs> so that's good. So we split the difference. I know the date, and you know the years. That's teamwork. There we go. See what I'm saying? We got this. We got this. This bump, baby. Beat. There we go. Oh, okay, we got to wrap it up then. So we at five minutes. All right. So would you turn the paper over though, babe? <coughs> Come on, I don't know where we at. We're good. Oh, you okay? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> We're good. Well, I guess we. Finna I hope finna you enjoyed what we talked about. Yeah, I guess we finna finish early then. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen. We hope y'all enjoyed the show. Uh, we kind of had a little fun tonight. I don't know if y'all heard us snickering in the background. Uh, so we kind of enjoyed it. We just want y'all guys to just go on this ride with us, go on this here journey. Uh, you know, if you're on social media, go to the social media page. Uh, we got to do better with doing things for the page. Ride hard, love harder. Uh, you know, share your journey with you. You're going to see a lot of bikers on there because we are bikers. But it's really not for just bikers. It's just for couples. to, And I know there's a whole bunch of couple pages out there. But this page is really just based off of you traveling. You know, having fun, having a good time, uh, showing the, the hotels and restaurants you're going to. Because it gives other couples ideas. Because sometimes you can get, we talked about this earlier, you can get into a comfort zone and you don't know what to do or where to go. But you can look back and say, oh, Somebody in Ride Hard, Love Hard went here. Now you got an idea of where to go. So uh, definitely think about that and do that. So And COVID uh, did change that up for us, you <laughs> know, in our riding. We used to ride constantly. But with COVID, we haven't ridden as much. So bear with us on that. But right. we, can st we still have stories to tell. Right, right, definitely. So uh, we definitely want to say thank you for listening to Ride Hard. Love Harder. A podcast for biker couples where couples live out their journeys, building hobbies, celebrating a fun-filled fun life, life together. together. Thank you, guys.